When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're going to be talking about The Last Ronin number two. It's finally here. It's here. <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting God, for. How long has it been? Like five months? Uh, it's been since October. Yeah. yeah. About so, six, yeah. October. Oh, my gosh. And the next one's not coming out until may so enjoy this one well, that's now. only three months i can wait three months but for yeah. <laughs> for the next one but god that was that wait was excruciating i don't know the, what i what i saw at the end of this one it's making it pretty excruciating just to wait three months <laughs> yeah that, right yeah, yeah. That's, that's you're right they really should just release the trade first <laughs> yeah and, the, and then all the individuals <laughs> yeah yeah oh man these cliffhangers are gonna kill me yeah but man <laughs> it's it's finally here and I like I went on my lunch to go buy it. Oh wow! So. Yeah, luckily I get off pretty early, so I was able to just go right after work and pick it up. And yeah, see, like when I when I got to my store though, like they there was still a huge line, and like some of the some of the regulars I recognize, and like dudes that I know don't buy turtles were buying this. Yeah. So uh, it it was it's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad I'm glad this is, seems to be doing really well. Me too. It's like the most hype anything Ninja Turtles has gotten in a long time. Hopefully we just at least end up with a last Ronin pop. That That's all I want. Just give me a pop of the Ronin, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just a Fungo like, pop. <laughs> like something. And I'm looking something. forward to like like all the like DLC skins in the future are going to be last Ronin and I'm action figures. Oh, it's God, if we get like a, yeah, If we get like a video game like last run it'll be a it'll be a dlc skin just give me something <laughs> that's all i want i mean the only like the only things i've seen currently where you can get like anything last Ronin related besides the comic books is on ben bishop's website or on kevin eastman's website yeah and that's it you know like directly from the artist working on this book it, it's kind of wild that like a lot of like like nick's not capitalizing on this yeah it's like, bizarre. There's there's so much hype around this. Like it's it's easily merchandisable. Like it's it's very clear who the fandom is now. Like especially mm-hmm. for especially for Ninja Turtles. Like it, it's adults. You know, it's it's dudes like us. Like just wanting more mature Ninja Turtle stories. Mm-hmm. And there's they're not catering to us beyond this book. Yeah, beyond this book, and then I guess like the nostalgia shirts and and toys. That yeah, it's like it's it's hitting a weird saturation point with like with all the nostalgia stuff. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I just don't know if Viacom is very good at franchising. You know? No, they they, they are. I think I think this is more like I think this is more just Nick doesn't Nick doesn't want to cater to adults because Nick never really does adults. Yeah. No, but, they don't. They don't know what to do with it. Exactly. Yeah, they still see it as a as a young boys Saturday morning cartoon franchise, not a exactly not a twenty five to thirty five year old white guy franchise. <laughs> exactly. Like they're yeah, like yeah. they're not they're not capitalizing on it, and like they're not adjusting the market. Like they bought it for, I can't I can't remember how much they bought it for. Like twelve million dollars. Yeah, it was super cheap. It was yeah, yeah. like it was it was yeah it was super cheap. Um, but and like and they've already made their investment back so now it's like now get weird with it like yeah. change it up yeah no so like it's there's we've seen demand for this with this book i really hope they they do something with it they do something about it 
but we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Have to see how the story unfolds. Well, speaking of, why don't we uh, tell a story? All right, let's tell a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. So, issue number two, first to fall. We open with April lying in bed, uh, having a flashback, or at least remembering what went on in the past. Uh, and it's remembering back to the night everything goes south. So we flash back. She and Casey have set up a dinner uh, that they're going to be having with Clan Hamato to announce their engagement. After not showing up for a while, Raphael busts in through the door, bloodied and upset. He clears out a spot on this table for Mikey and Donnie to lay their mortally wounded father on the table. They explain that they were ambushed by the foot. Leo comes in and then Splinter passes away. But before they can even notice, Raphael has left the building. We now come back to the present where April stops reflecting on the past, attaches her prosthetic limbs and gets out of bed. Meanwhile, Casey, well not Casey, but Mikey is having a discussion with his brother's ghosts or possibly his, his memories of them. We have no idea if he's just hallucinating or if he's crazy and imagining it, uh, we don't know. But his brother's ghosts are there while he's prepping some tea. And from their discussion, we end up learning that he definitely feels still very guilty and feels guilty for failing. And he reaffirms his commitment to kill the last Oroku. We cut back to the past now to Raphael. As he's hunting down foot ninjas, trying to figure out Karai's location, he finds her and attacks her and a large number of foot ninja. So he tears his way through the foot ninja and elites to finally make it to Karai. Uh, but he's taken heavy injuries. Swords and arrows stick out of him from all over his body. Nonetheless, he still challenges Karai. Their fight takes them to the dock. And after dodging one of Karai's attacks, Raf wraps his arms around her and takes her down under the water with him. After much struggle, Raf stabs her through the back with his sigh, then passes away from either drowning or succumbing to his wounds or both. So Karai, uh, Karai takes like a dagger off of his body armor. Yeah. And, and she's he, stabbing at, them with, at him with that. Yeah, but and he, he dodges it from the panels that I could see. He dodges it, and then there's that panel in the middle where her arm is like right like right under, under his, his chin chin she gets him with that knife right in the head yeah oh, it's wow. like yeah, yeah she's like stabbing him like in the neck like the bottom of the skull kind yeah. of thing okay that, glad that's clear i'm gonna look at that now yeah it's it's it took me a couple times to look at it because same I, same it almost you could almost make the argument like that she dropped a knife or something but I'm, I'm pretty sure she buried it in his in his head. Oh yeah, because there's there's the motion from her arm from that motion line yeah, moving yeah, her arm up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess I just did you can't it's, really it's, see the it's almost the like hand? yeah, the handle is so small mm -hmm. that like it it doesn't look like it's drawn on her hand in that panel. Yeah, I guess I almost kind of wish they would have had just maybe like a little bit of blood just like leaking out or something, just so you could definitely see that there's a stab there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was definitely stabbed then in the head uh, from under the, pretty much in the throat. Yeah, super gruesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, gruesome. yeah. So, continuing after that. Uh, as he falls, we see hands reaching up to pull Karai uh, out from the water. Uh, we return to the present. April and Mikey have a conversation, and we learn from this conversation that they are in the old sewer lair. Mikey's mutation has progressed so that he heals faster and is much bigger. April has a daughter named Casey Marie Jones, and there's a resistance in the bottom tier of the city, of this three-tiered city. During this, we learn that Hirato is ruthless, because uh, we cut to him now, training, and we learn that he's absolutely ruthless, killing his own men, and is not giving up his search for the Ronin. He is going to start a crackdown. Mikey and Casey go to the training room where we learn that Casey has been training and learning about the turtles ninja way and has been training in kendo. Uh, Mikey explains where he was before coming back here and running into to them. He explains that he ran off to Japan, went into the snowy mountains to die, but his body, his mutant body wouldn't let him die. He 
laid there for a very, very long time and was expecting to starve, freeze everything to death. Since that didn't work out, he lives in the mountains and trains from his father's book and begins to hear voices that his journey is incomplete. And after some time, he decides it's time to go back. It's time to go back. Casey offers her and her resistance friends help in his mission. And Mikey has no choice but to accept because she's as stubborn as April and Casey. Uh, April, then we see her looking around all shadily and she pulls out from a safe the head of the fugitoid. And that's where the comic book ends. Uh, what a what a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Where's this um, fugitoid thing going? A, a, a lot slower of an issue than issue yes. one was. It, Ironically, because the pacing was the worst thing about the first issue. Uh, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the first issue. I felt like it was I mean, really fast paced, like action uh, for but, me. But yeah, wow, wow, yeah. what that flashback, man? Yeah, yeah. This one definitely comes back and gives you some some exposition. Kind of helps uh, fill out some of those things that we were missing in the first book. Uh, but it doesn't answer everything yet, which is still, you no. know, which makes everything so exciting is that there's still going to be more revealed to us in the future. So that that's what I, that's what I wonder because this is a five issue series. Mm-hmm. So we're already in the second issue. Are they going to do one turtle per, you know, I don't are we going to watch like Leo die in the next issue? We're going to watch Donnie that's, die in the next issue. That's the theory that I have heard because uh, like Raphael's on the cover of this one. The next one's got Leo's sword and Casey's mask. Yeah, right. so I think they're that dying in the next be, one. Yeah, and in the fourth one, would it be Donatello? But also it wouldn't surprise me because they mentioned an explosion and that, that it was amazing that April survived. And mm. so I'm kind of wondering if they're going to wipe them all out with an explosion like, you know, all Casey... Yeah. Uh, Donatello and Leonardo, because it does look like the sword is sticking out of some rubble. Yeah, like the like explosion. the shop blew up or something. Yeah, which would explain why she's not living in the shop. Like, right. So, yeah. I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I, I. I don't want to spend every issue on flashbacks going forward, but mm-hmm. you know, it, this flashback was really good. It was really good. And the thing is, is we do have to explain how we got here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, what caused the truce between the foot and the turtles to, to break. Like, why why did Karai attack? Yeah. Turtles? That's just a misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Raph accidentally stepped on her toe or something. Yeah, there was some fine print to the truce that only lasted, like, 15 years or something yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only the turtles knew how to read <laughs> if only they had their lawyer read it before they signed it yeah. do you know how they, how rare it is for someone to flush a lawyer down the toilet though <laughs> <laughs> can't even you can't even get any consultants down there uh-uh. yeah right <laughs> even even janitors are hard to come by just the janitor oh, yeah. of the law yeah. office you know <laughs> uh. but okay so hmm. do we want to go into our next section already i think so unless unless you're done speculating oh i mean eh, i didn't know if i wanted to throw this under speculation or not um but i, I guess i get if if casey marie is casey jones and april's daughter then how soon after the night it happened was she born i think it's going to be some time because you have to have i think we're going to have hirato uh you know reorganizing everything because is 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 hiroto even born yet i mean i think he's the one reaching in and probably pulling her out of the water those are probably the hands that pulled her out because he seems he seems pretty young yeah. And it's like 30 years later. Yeah. I mean, he does seem pretty young, but he's also the son of Karai. And there also seems like there's something supernatural about him. Like mm-hmm. he's got these crows that just like fly around him and that sit on his hands. And yeah, what is with the crows? <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for this to pay out. Yeah. A good old Roku magic. Right. Yeah. It's it's gotta be something. I 
I guess, you know, the only thing I can think of as far as Japanese lore with birds is like Tengu, you know, the demons yeah. that are like bird demons. Mm-hmm. But that's that's as far as my knowledge goes. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. I just want to find out more about him. Like, it, it was kind of cool seeing him kick more ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked about it. Yeah, he... Yeah. Uh, Tom Waltz just shared a photo from the next one on Twitter mm. and it looks like he's got something going on with his face, like some sort of like face paint or something. Ooh. So we're possibly mm. going to get a slight reveal at his villain villain look. Man. Uh, so well, anyway, he's got cry and stasis too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, she was frozen in yeah. that pod in the first issue. Hmm. There's a lot going on in this story. Yeah. No, like I said, there's still so many questions yeah. that I need answers to. And now it just introduced the fugitoid head. And I'm like, wait, where did this come from? Why does right. she have the fugitoid head in the city? I know it's the fugitoid head, but I, like, I was like, it, it might be a curveball somewhere. Like, it, it might be metalhead. Like, mm-hmm. But I know, it's, I know it's fugitoid. Like, it's the IDW fugitoid. Yeah, yeah. It's. I have no idea where where they're going with that with that plot thread. It, I'm waiting for this to get way bigger than we like. I'm waiting yeah, for the next so, issue to be mind blowing. <laughs> it's so weird because like yeah like if if this is Mirage, like that Fugitoid doesn't look like the Fugitoid we know from Mirage. So I don't. I think this is in, in its own continuity. It it's, is. And, and so that's the thing. Yeah. So so they they've kind of they've kind of walked it back and said like oh this is kind of its own thing because originally yeah. everyone was suspecting it might be like a mirage continuation it might be a an idw continuation so now now they've kind of said it's its own thing yeah but does that mean that that it's combining everything now because this was written originally by peter and kevin mm-hmm. and now tom waltz is kind of adding his own stuff into it mm-hmm. yeah i i'm really curious about that like when we get Kevin Eastman on here for an interview, I want to ask him some questions about this. Like, you know, was it always planned to have Michelangelo as the last Ronin? Yeah. Was was it always planned? Was, you know, was the Fugitoid like always a part of the story like this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious like when they wrote this, because it would have had to been after Karai was introduced. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that, well, and so that and so that's another thing. Yeah, like yeah. you know, Karai was introduced so late into Mirage. That's like, true. You know, if she was, if this was written around then, because I think we were suspecting this was written around the time of the '87 cartoon. Yeah. No, I think that's what they they said is they had this planned way back then. Yeah. Yeah. And so Karai didn't come until like 1990. That's like when the City at War arc was out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like issue 50. So. Maybe they're originally planning on having like a like a one of the children of the shredder, like a daughter or son of yeah, like doing yeah. this instead. Stuff, of... stuff like that might have always been in the outline, but actually having it her named Karai, mm. like yeah. that might have not always been there. Mm. And even then, like when was April and Casey a couple? Like they weren't a couple until way later in Mirage. Oh, we're getting close to them becoming a couple. Uh, it's it's in the Northampton arc that they kind of get Is close, okay. and then and then they kind of break apart because April's like, you're. I mean, because of course, like April's way out of Casey's league, <laughs> right? <laughs> you yeah. know, and so then Casey ends up with the story arc in City at War that helps him kind of grow up a bit and kind of be on par okay. for, for April. Yeah. yeah, that's also one of the reasons you can tell that this is not in the Mirage continuity because they, Casey and April met in the second time around, and then it immediately blew up. And here they are hosting a dinner at the second time around. So it's got to yeah. be not in the right. garage, right? Yeah. Definitely. Unless she had it rebuilt. True. But even awesome. that, the, there's other things, right? Like, uh, what? what's the guy's name? Uh, Hiroto? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's Shredder's grandson and Karai's son. But Shredder and Karai aren't related in Mirage. So Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not really related in idw either like they kind of are but very distantly yeah like thought, very distantly i thought doesn't she call him granddad she calls him granddad yeah. but it's like she's descended from him oh so it's not 
it's like great great i mean it's yeah. like yeah. like a hundred greats yeah because he's shredder from ancient japan that's yeah. right and uh whereas like the turtles reincarnated i think this is actually like the first time that she is shredder's like blood daughter and not like an adopted yeah or like daughter stolen or any, or, yeah or stolen right. or anything like that like this is like the first time that she's just like his daughter nope rise rise yeah. rise related okay. to Shredder. that's true spoiler keith i'm sorry that's man fine. oh it's such a good reveal when when <laughs> when you find out when you find out how she's related to him yeah anytime cry comes up i'm i'm just assuming she's related to him in some way unless i've been told otherwise so no no harm no foul all right well should we get into the second time around i think we should sure all right hey nice junk all right so i don't want to steal all the easter eggs so <laughs> i think we can just kind of like take turns because i'm pretty sure you guys noticed them too oh yeah yeah uh they were, there was, that so was many. pretty prominent yeah so page four Raphael, when him and Casey are going to go back up Leo, they want to go help Leo. He says it's body count time. Yep. Which is a reference yeah. to body count. I thought that was a, it was a nice little reference and it's, it's uh, bolded too. So it's like, it's definitely intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> remember i i saw that some of these some of these pages leaked and i like saw it beforehand and i was like oh yeah that's that's a good callback yeah have you all read body count before i know we remember we were talking about it a couple weeks ago so definitely have to read that but i knew i knew it was a reference because of this podcast ah perfect (laughs) nice yeah it is it is a popcorn movie version of a comic book like oh, I don't definitely, know how to put yeah. that, you know, like it's it's de- don't expect anything fantastic from it. Just expect insane, over the top, wacky violence. Oh, yeah. But I mean, stuff. but it was the fact that it's the fact that they made that very specific reference. I think yes. was was really cool. It is. Uh, was it a few pages later? Uh, as Raph is jumping over the buildings, he makes the iconic Raphael pose. Mm-hmm. from Raphael number one yep i thought that was pretty neat yeah i and saw then, that one on twitter i didn't notice it the first time but then someone I, posted on twitter and yeah i, I like, noticed oh. it in here and then a couple panels down is two you know two guys you know it might look familiar he's been layered around the subway mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh I, I mean i like i like seeing them show up like like that in the books i do too it's it's just so nostalgic for me i love it because for me that's like a staple in ninja turtles it's just a random eastman and laird cameo uh, it's nice it's nice because it's like 80s uh kevin and peter too yeah just yeah. like the the mirage books yeah yeah it's like the pencil mustache and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> i couldn't find a chat i was looking for a chat yeah they haven't done a chat yet I almost wonder. I almost wonder if that's too much of a joke for this serious of a book. I mean, I don't know. They just they just showed Eastman and Laird, and it was kind of a funny, a funny, funny some funny lines there. You know, like, yeah, oh, it was, it it was like a, like, it was like, oh, what the hell is that kind of thing? Yeah. So I I don't know. You know, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think it would be too much of a joke for it just to include it somewhere, but I haven't seen one yet either. Maybe they'll put it in a, in a later issue. I'm flipping through the book again real quick just to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I always check like every graffiti in the background. Like, yeah, you know, it's easy to put it there. Like I was looking at the can of coffee that April pulls out or all that stuff. Yeah, I there didn't seem to be anything with that can of coffee. I I was the racking my cap, brain thinking about what it could or something is what it said. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think there's any chats in this issue. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> now the the safe where April is keeping Honeycutt's head uh-huh. says Sal, which is Sal was the name of the robot before he became. It says Salo. Oh, yeah. It's a Salo. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that too. That's pretty cool. That's a good yeah. callback. 
It does look uh, like it says sallow. I kind of think it's sal and then maybe like a nut or something that's making that O because it doesn't quite look like a letter, but I, I think it's like sallow. under her finger right there. Yeah, I think it, it might be a reference maybe. to the fugitoid being sal. Well, on the next panel where, where it shows it's opening, it's still there and it does look like an O. So, I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. And then another one that I noticed is that uh, when uh, Michelangelo is going back on the ship, when he's going back to New York, mm-hmm. the ship says Bernini on the back, yep. which was what they wanted to name one of the turtles. Well, like Kevin Eastman wanted to name one of the turtles because it's his favorite, his favorite uh, Renaissance artist or one of them anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's changing it to Donatello. Right. What could have been. <laughs> then the joke doesn't work that all the good ones end in O. Yeah. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's on page 38. I, I counted it just so I could say what page it was on. So it's on page 38. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to let that time go to waste. <laughs> now, I, I had to go back to the first issue and look at April there. Um, and they cleverly hid her prosthetics. Hmm. Like she's not like she's wearing pants, so you can't see her leg. And her her hand, her cybernetic hand is the side that's facing the audience, but it's not drawn cybernetically. I mean, and she's got like gloves on, so like the only like fingerless gloves. So the only things they're showing are her fingers. Yeah. So even then, it's like really hard to see. So I wonder if that was always the case, or or what on on April specifically. Um, but I did notice like when it was that aerial shot, like right, looking down at her, I was like, oh, like you can see, you can see her leg and her hand, um, just kind of on the floor and the table there. So it's like, oh, that, like she's either working on that or that's for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I kind of liked Karai's clothes kind of seem like a callback to Electra. It, uh, honestly it looked like they just drew electra yeah it, yeah it's just it's just electra it was just electra <laughs> it's an electra ref- it's an electra reference in fact it's that was that was one of my anchovies was that it was just electra oh <laughs> yeah i mean look she's actually got pants on under that unlike electra <laughs> i mean um, yeah but it was basically electra like yeah. headband and everything yeah it's pretty close i like it was it was like all red too <laughs> like you can't get more on the nose than that yeah, I do think it's inter- cool that they're re- uh, the regenerative ability idea is one that's been like, like the, the kind of the turtles kind of have a fast healing factor is kind of an idea that's been showing up more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's used in urban legends. Spoilers. Uh, it's been used. I don't know if they brought it up in the IDW continuity yet. I feel like they have like. A- I think it's I think it's been brought up a couple times because mm-hmm. I think that was one of the reasons like why they gave Jenica the uh, the blood infusion from Leo. Yeah, like was because so it would help her heal faster. Yeah, and so uh, I, I actually really like the idea. The more and more I think about it, because at first I was kind of like, "What?" But it makes sense because they're like in the middle of a bunch of foot ninjas with swords fighting. And so, like, the only way they could really come out of that without being totally, completely scarred and messed up is if they have some extra regenerative juice in them. Yeah, I mean, like, look at look at how much Raph was shrugging off all those foot ninja. Like, yeah, you know, he was going to town on them, and they were going to town on him. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it it just it took the knife into his chin to finally take him down. Yeah. So can't 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 regenerate from that as a, as a, as a yeah to kill well, I, like, I like that they have like regenerative power but they don't have like wolverine level where they heal instantly you know, yes they, just, yeah. they have a little extra kick to them you know i think you know and also that, that kind of explained why mikey did heal so fast yeah mm-hmm. like from being so messed up in the last issue mm-hmm. yeah and that's the other thing they talk about those is mutation progressing, which must have been an idea that was rattling around in, in Eastman and Laird's heads. That's another thing I guess we'll have to ask him in an interview because <laughs> the next mutation was originally supposed to be a fourth movie mm. and their mutation was going to progress in it and give each of them a specific power. Yeah, like they've always kind of done future mutation kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like they were always going to keep progressing because I remember like 
Peter Laird po- posted all that concept art for the fourth movie, and it's like Raptor Raph and yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Um, and that does, like you said, yeah, like that does always seem like an idea that they keep coming back to. Yeah, well, but I like it, but it. I like it here because it's not like they're not. He's my, like Mikey didn't turn into a monster. He didn't get yeah. special powers. Like these powers seem related to kind of his general, you know, mutation set. Mm-hmm. So they, they did get extra mutations in the cartoon, the 87 cartoon, like in the later seasons, they're able to turn yeah, in the, into in like the Red Sky season, right? monsters. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. they bring it up every now and then. It's kind yeah. of a cool idea. It seems like it, if it if it survives for long enough that they end up bringing this idea. In. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Because, well, they get to a point like, oh, what else can we do? You know? Yeah. And, and so I also like that idea because, once again, we have him going through hordes of ninjas and stuff like that. And so for him to be a one man, a one man machine, they've got to they've got to amp up his power set a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But yeah. We talked about April pulling out the Fugitoid head. That's just exciting for me. Yeah. Uh, seeing the Fugitoid. And I'll save my last one kind of for anchovies. It's I mean, it was a really nitpicky anchovy for me. It's not like it really <laughs> ruined anything, but I'll bring it up there. I mean, that was everything I noticed. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if you know something that we didn't, let us know because I'm yep. always on the lookout for Easter eggs. Yeah, we'd love to hear more. I thought we got them yeah. all, but we could be wrong. If you guys noticed something we didn't know, <laughs> we didn't see. <laughs> We're talking to you, listeners, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into anchovies then. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. So my only anchovy is that Casey Marie Jones' name is in shadow. You know, I would I would have liked that, but at the same time, okay, April was around, and so April was not gonna let Casey name a kid Shadow. Shadow got named because Casey was alone <laughs> to name yeah. a child. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and so it makes sense. I just hope that she ends up with a code name or something somewhere where they're just like, where they call her Shadow. I think that would be great. Just because mm-hmm. it would be a good callback to that. Uh, and it, just, it seems like a missed opportunity. Or if Mikey at some point like like says like, oh, hey, you're my Shadow or something. Yeah. It just, yeah. Like, I mean, she's got like a whole squad of underground people. Yeah. They could have code names. She could be Shadow. Like, it would, it would work. Uh, but they called her Jones in issue one. So we'll see if it ends up happening. But if it doesn't, it's just a dumb nitpicky thing. Mm. This is another story, another universe. And and either way, she's a cool character. I'm I'm excited to see how she play how she continues to play out. Mm-hmm. So it's not that much of an anchovy. It's like a tiny nitpick. Okay. But that was the only thing I could complain about in this issue. I think mine I like was else. mine was electric eye. And then <laughs> I didn't like how fast we got to Raph dying. I I like I get why I get why we did it. Like they had to get that flashback out of the way, but I feel like I, I feel like having it go like straight from Splinter dying on the table to like, hey, let's go do the body count to Raph like just being at the foot at the foot uh, headquarters and like killing everybody and then like a page later gets stabbed and it's like i almost would have preferred if they cut the like if they cut that in half of raph leaving and then we got back to like mike and uh casey like talking in the lair in the training room and then we cut back to what happened to raph mm-hmm. if they just if they yeah. had just spaced out the flashback a little bit more it wouldn't have felt so rushed but like for having it so close together and like in so few pages it felt like raf kind of went out way too quick yeah i th- i think it would have worked if they had because like mike and april talk for a long time and yeah mike goes off with casey i think between those two discussions they could have put part of that flashback yeah like they could have bookended one of those conversations with mm-hmm. the back half of the of the flashback and even yeah. if that flashback was like only like if they just included those last four pages of like jumping on the roof, jumping into the center or jumping into the headquarters, fighting the foot, dying on the next page. And then the big splash page is the fifth page. Yeah. Um, that would have been fine if it bookended a different scene. 
Uh, yeah, see that. that that was that was my biggest thing. Is that it? Just it just that felt way too quick. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Like I figured, you know, he he would debilitate cry in some way and get taken down later, but it just happened so quick. You're right. Yeah. Because like we all we all knew something was going to happen to Raph in this issue, but it's like yeah. it happened so early in the issue, relatively. Like it is technically the halfway point in the issue when it does happen, but mm-hmm. it it feels like it happened so quickly in this mm-hmm. issue. My my small anchovy, and I, I think Spencer illustrated this earlier, is that you can't really tell that Raph dies without really paying attention to what's going on between panels. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Because I, I thought at first too that he just like succumbed to his wounds or drowned, but I'm like, he's a freaking turtle. Why would he drown? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was my it, thing with him drowning. I well. had to, I had to like redo the panel a couple times, like just to yeah. kind of like follow the pacing. Yeah. My other thing, and and this is not about the story of the book, but like there are four artists working on this book, so yeah. I don't understand why it's taking three and five months to put out issues. I understand that they're double spreaded or double length. But it, it just irks me. I want to I want to go back next month and pick up part three and yeah, you know by May it would be done. But instead, it's only part three coming out. So that irks me. Yeah, it's tough waiting. Yeah, I saved my biggest anchovy for last. I know it's going to be controversial, but I didn't like Kevin Eastman's pages. It's a little lackluster. They're they're all the same too. They're all the same. They're all hard to see. Mm -hmm. It's it's got that Kevin Eastman problem of the inks are so heavy that it's hard to appreciate the work. And I don't know if that's his problem. I don't know if it's the people that are inking it. It's just, it's so black that it's hard to see. It's hard to make out what's going on. It's hard to make out what's in the background. It's hard to make out what's in the foreground. Mm -hmm. Like, like you say, yeah, like they're essentially four pages of the same thing. Yeah, it's just like Michelangelo's standing. Kind I think of, he's in the center of every page. Yeah, like he's, he's like just pose. slightly off the center of every single page. He's either sitting or standing. And then there's like three panels that kind of something else is maybe happening. But it's just like a fist or a sword, you know. Okay, so that might have been intentional. Because that that is very specific. Mm-hmm. But... Like the page, the page where he, uh, where he's fighting the 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 ninjas, and he's got like the two tonfas, and like that page is almost entirely black. Like, yeah, like what is that cage behind him? Exactly. Like I can't yeah. make out the cage behind him, and like you can kind of see like hands and like skulls and stuff, but I don't know. Like I I, I love Kevin. I love Kevin, and I love some of his are <laughs> it just i did yeah. not like these pages it was tough too because like up to this point we've kind of been conditioned that was it ben bishop is doing the flashbacks mm-hmm. and then suddenly we get kevin eastman doing it it kind of felt like it didn't necessarily happen organically i don't know yeah it's it's such a huge shift too mm-hmm. yeah because like the ben bishop stuff was was amazing i think that was my favorite those were my favorite panels in the entire book mm-hmm yeah they they look fantastic it's one of those uh things that i really love i'm sorry kevin please still come on the show i love you (laughs) i love you as a person he is pretty great speaking of other things we love do you want to talk about i love being a turtle yeah yeah absolutely i love being a turtle so what is not to love I mean, except for those things we mentioned. Yeah, except for those bad things we just mentioned. Yeah. Oh man, I loved how better paced this issue was because it was it was slower. It was enough like there was a, a lot more dialogue to to kind of slow everything down and have the pacing be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I enjoyed the the fast pace of the first issue, but yeah, it is nice to finally get things slowed down. And to kind of just take it in and and figure out more of what's going on, yeah, uh, and get more more development from our characters. Uh, I, I re- really like Casey Marie. Yeah, I think she's I think she's great. I love the way that she's drawn. Like she's buff. Yeah, yeah. Like she's super cool. I I really like her. I really hope to see what they do with her 
because I'm, I'm already a fan. I was going to say, I, I just like that. Like, I, I know how this story is going to play out, right? Like, it's not, we've, we've seen it a million times before. Where it's like the Dark Knight Returns or mm. any of those, like, revenge stories, right? But I like they're throwing in some curveballs that kind of keep you guessing, like the, the fugitoid head. Uh, how did April lose her arm and leg? Stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited to read the next couple issues, even though I feel like I've seen this plot before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we, and I think we talked about this before. Like this isn't super original. Like mm-hmm. this is basically Ronin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the Dark Knight Returns, and that's fine. Like that's this is exactly what Kevin and Peter wanted to write. Like they wanted their own version of Ronin and the Dark Knight Returns. Like that's fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, like it, it, it has kind of been done before, but it, it's nice to see it done with characters that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's been a lot of fun for me. I really loved Raphael's fight with Karai, just those Ben Bishop panels. Yeah, those, uh, were, those were the best panels in this book. Yeah, like they're just loaded with like motion. You know, you've got like the blood, like moving around mm-hmm. uh marking the motion of of the slashes and things like that uh just so much like i said it's just so dynamic there's just so much motion i like the designs for the turtles in the flashback too like mm-hmm. i like it when they i like it when the turtles wear clothes like i know some people don't but i i like it because it, like it's another way to show their personality and so like donatello with his like little you know russian hat you know the ear <laughs> with the ear flaps <laughs> yeah. like mikey's wearing a hoodie you know, and Raph, of course, is wearing all of his tactical gear because he thinks he looks cool. Yeah, like, and I, I love the, the trench coat on Leo. It's very I, same I as it never was. Yeah. 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 It was such a good look. It's very same as it never was vibes. Mm-hmm. He's got a trench coat on that too. I could have mentioned that the second time around. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it just looks cool. Doesn't he have one in Forever War too? Doesn't I think they all have them in Forever War. I can't. Don, I think Donatello is the one that has it in a in team and t adventures right i can't even remember now i'm just like i'm picturing that cover of the four of them standing there they for sure all have some sort of coats yeah okay yeah i really i really like that Raphael like grabs cry and jumps into the river yeah like that's a that's a smart move that's not something Mm -hmm. like a younger Raphael would have done so yeah taking her into his element Mm mm-hmm I also like the idea that, like, as he's gotten older, he's just like strapped more weapons to himself to fight yeah. things. <laughs> like, he just has a big flak jacket just covered in daggers. And well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's 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 part of the reason why, like, I like dressing them up because, like, it makes more sense. Like, they need more pouches to carry more things. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and just that, you know, more of the Ben Bishop art. The those final like three panels leading to that splash page. Mm-hmm are spectacular yeah like, it just hits so heavy with that final page with just the sigh sinking in the water you're just like oh you know like he's dead it, it hits like it does happen fast yeah. but when it happens it does hit it does yeah. land for me no it, it definitely did like it, it definitely hit and it's due to those panels yeah. like those panels are just like i wonder fantastic. i wonder if like the sigh that mikey's carrying is that sigh like did you go back and find it like one did get raf did leave one in karai's arm right she got pulled out of the water yeah but uh, like i think that one would be a lot harder to get back than maybe than the one that's kind of floating or that's kind of sunk to the bottom like mikey could just go swim down and take that one yeah but i but but i but i wonder if like that's actually his weapon and then also the red mask like raf died oh yeah so I guess I, well, I guess we need to we need to see we need to see if the turtles get back the body or not because mm-hmm. we don't know if that happens. Right. I mean, I do imagine he probably had some extra sigh and also extra masks. It would be kind of gross if he just wore the same mask every day. <laughs> they do live in a sewer. We don't know what their economic situation is. Uh, you're do you not the last time. Can you imagine the last time someone flushed a flak jacket down exactly. the Exactly. <laughs> Look, dude, I'm sure there's some old lady somewhere out there that has way too much fabric sitting around her apartment and just yeah. decided to get rid of it, flush it down yeah, the By flushing it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. taking the garbage out is too much work for her. Yeah. No, that makes perfect so sense. Like your- that makes perfect sense. 
your teenage kid brings it home like you can't have this so to punish them you flush it down the toilet yeah i, I get it how big is this lady's toilet are we in <laughs> yeah right yeah. it's probably one just like specially made for her you know because she's probably old and needs a bigger toilet for some reason like one of those walk-in tubs yeah it's a wa- walk-in toilet something <laughs> i don't know uh we uh, should stick to talking ninja turtles yeah no, no, we yeah. I think this is a good conversation that we're having. Like we're we're trying to figure out how the turtles get all their equipment. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, going back to Casey Marie, like I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show or not, or if I was just talking to you, Spencer, um, about how I I was worried uh, that the Casey that they mentioned in the first issue wasn't going to come back. At, like it felt weird mm-hmm. as like a kind of a one-off reference. Yeah. And so I'm glad that like that Casey is turned out to be this Casey. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad they, that like, I figured that we'd be built upon, but it felt so weird in the first issue that I was almost like, they're not going to reference this again. Yeah. When they mentioned Jones, they're like Jones. Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 They just call her Jones. They don't even call her Casey in the first issue. Uh-huh. So it's like, that was such a weird reference to make. So I'm, I'm glad they, I'm glad they brought it back and I'm glad like she's an actual character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. But then I guess I guess that means that then like those people that she was with are her resistance that she was mentioning. Yeah, well, because back when it back when it first uh, in that first issue, she does say their names. Like I knew they'd be mm-hmm. players to come back later, simply mm-hmm. because they they bothered to like mention them by name. Uh, in one of they the my name? pages, yeah, or at least a couple of them. Uh, back in the first issue, yeah. It's either when they first, when he first goes past him and steals one of their, and steals her bike, or it's uh, later when uh, they are going to follow him into the sewers, or when she's going to follow him into the sewers and they lead the foot the wrong way. I believe you. I'm just flipping through the book. So I remember, I'm pretty sure it named him, and I was like, that's got to be important. Yeah. I already mentioned the Eastman and Laird cameo earlier, how much I loved that, but I love it. It, it's just a, a fun reference to things. You know, anytime there's two cops in the Ninja Turtles universe that aren't Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, I'm a little disappointed in it. Yeah. <laughs> such, a, such an easy place to put a cameo. I just love seeing them in it. If they could insert them like animated into like the next animated movie, I would be incredibly happy. Oh, yeah. They belong in every version of the Turtles. They should appear in it like Stan Lee did in the Marvel movies. Right. I'm just don't saying. don't mention their names. She's the only it one doesn't? named. Nope. Hmm. Huh. I could have sworn. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a specific name that they called the, the gangs. Maybe just because they did name her, and that's what I'm thinking of. They, they name her. He says, check it out, Jones. Uh-huh. And then she just says, are you freaking kidding me? And then in like the next, on the next page after Mikey drives away, um, like the ghosts are talking to him and they like, they say like Snake Pliskin. And that's the only other name I can see in here. Uh, what about later when she points him the wrong way? <clears throat> so when she points him the wrong way, sorry, I'm getting there. She just says, you guys. Uh. She says, you guys hang back here. With her all named guy. Uh, there you go. Yeah, you there guys. Go. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They're all named Guy. Yeah. Guy Johnson. Guy. Right. Guy Fieri. Guy mm-hmm. Fieri. <laughs> and Guy Gardner. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Well, there's yeah. four guys. We need one more guy. Uh, guy from Final Fight. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> there they are. The four guys. The four guys. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. You heard folks. it here first. That is the name. I'm going to go update Turtlepedia right now. Thank you. Thank you. So turns out that the biggest news that did happen was the last Ronin. So we're not going to really get into news. <laughs> uh, we already mentioned that it's the biggest print IDW's ever had of a single issue for issue number two, which is pretty cool. So we're going to go ahead and close out our show. Let you know that next week we're going to be starting the well, starting but we're going to be continuing the 1987 cartoon series uh, episodes 10 and 11. 
We're going to ask you to please like and share and leave us a review. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And I'm setting up, I'm in the middle of setting up by the time this episode should come out. I think I should have all of the, uh, the kinks worked out. Uh, tap tapes. You can go ahead and follow us on there. Oh, as well. I am. Podcast I'm way too old. Up. Tap tapes. What is that? Someone recommended it to me on Twitter. Uh, He saw, you know, how much we were sharing our episodes (laughs) around, I think, (laughs) and uh, decided to help us out uh, to help us find fans in a more organic way. I mean, I'm still going to post whenever we release an episode because I feel like that's a normal thing to do. But uh, apparently, it helps people find podcasts. So if you're looking to find a podcast, tap tapes. Tap tapes, come pay me. That's uh, Bad Poems 2 on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Yes, it was Bad Poems. Uh, so, yeah, I'm setting up one of those things. Awesome. So, yeah. cool. I guess, guys, if you... What, guys, we really want to know what you guys thought of the last Ronin issue, too. So, mm-hmm. please, let us know on the Facebook page. DM us. Hit us up on Twitter. Ninja Turtle PH. However you want to do it. We'd love to hear what you thought, and we would love to talk about it on the show next week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like the best way to get in contact with us is to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review <laughs> with your comments. I'm a more I'm more of a DM kind of guy. But... <laughs> Speaking of which, Rob from Turtle Tales just left us a five star review. Oh, uh, Rob, thank you, thank Rob. You so yeah, I love Rob. He's such a good guy. He you are the... such a you are such a class act, Rob. Yes, we need to get him on the show. Yeah, Rob, let us know what you thought of Last Ronin Issue too. Yeah. Definitely probably not going to talk about it on a different show. <laughs> <laughs> let yeah, us know. So, yeah, let all, get all those pent-up feelings out on our show. Go listen to his show, to our fans, because it is great. <laughs> Rob is a true Turtle fan. Just He just loves it. He's beaming with love for Ninja Turtles. I think Turtle Flakes is back on. Turtle Flakes is his other podcast. about. Oh, really? Is he brought it I back? Think- I think they've done a couple episodes. I know they at least did a Christmas special. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So yeah, Turtle Flakes and Turtle Tales Radio. Both yeah, those are his two shows. So that's all we have to say this week. Until next time, Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Damn straight, it's body count time.